All right, guys, welcome back to On Point. This episode, I sit down again with Brad to talk about his experience when he killed his bull this year over on the Oregon coast and how he just stuck with it and uh, ended up putting that thing on the ground. It's a pretty cool story and um, just, uh, just a great, uh, a lot of lessons you can learn from this. And so if you guys are wanting to come over here, hunt Oregon on the west side, um, especially on the coast, um, just listen to what he's talking about here. There's a lot of lessons to be learned. I think a lot of guys would not have killed this bull straight up. It took uh, a lot of persistence, knowing how to play your cards, when to play your cards, and a lot of experience that Brad has went into killing this bull, and I think it shows. And um, it was awesome to be able to help him pack that thing out and share that experience. And if you guys uh, want to see that quick clip, I posted a, a quick clip of basically just kind of him uh, looking at his bowl, calling me and stuff like that. It's kind of a cool little one minute long clip. You can find that on my Instagram. If you guys want to go check Brad out on Instagram, it is Coastgate Hunter or just uh, Brad Powell. You can search him either way, but it's Coastgate Hunter is his Instagram handle. And um, yeah, you'll find him on there. I would, suggest, I would suggest following him and just seeing what he's what he's doing, what he's up to. And uh, yeah, I, like I said, there's a lot lot you can learn about this guy. He's always in the woods. He uh, He's pretty successful and um, just really no ego, just loves to go out and hunt, put meat in the freezer. And uh, that's about all I can say. So, all right, guys, appreciate you for listening. And I will definitely see you at the end of the episode. And we're back. You ready? Yep. <laughs> cool. You might pull the microphone a little closer. Perfect. Here. Better? That's way better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, congratulations on your bowl. Yep. Freaking stud. Like, the biggest bodied rosy I've I've ever had to pack out. I mean, that thing is a freaking horse. It's a horse, and I'm feeling the pain still. (laughs) So, do you want to tell everybody what's going on with your back? Yeah, it's it's out. Like, I cannot stand up straight. I don't know, man. When you walked through my door, I was like, oh, shit. I don't want to sound like a pussy, but, man, it hurts. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a pinched nerve or slip disc. or I think it's pinched nerve. It's yeah. stabbing, like, sharp pains going up, though. It's not going down my leg. It's going up, Ugh. like, almost to the point where I feel like my legs are going to give out. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. You have to have Penny take care of you, and uh, if she can't figure it out, Shelby can – pressure point you in the right spots or something she's that's what she does Penny, penny's gonna bust out the freaking uh, essential oils <laughs> guaranteed light a candle yeah uh yeah you're not getting around too good that's for sure you're no. not packing you're not packing meat anytime soon unless well unless I, the boys call me. i i mean you could be there for moral support but i would i would suggest not yeah <laughs> i'll i'll pick i'll pick you up your your weight for you there but uh so, yeah, so uh, this officially means, now that we're recording this, we are both tagged out. Yep, it feels good. It feels... <laughs> There's I, always that pressure on you, man. Uh, and it just feels good to not have that pressure on you. And where's that pressure come from? I don't know. I think it's just on you, you and yourself, because I, I feel it before season starts. Like oh, a yeah. A couple weeks out, I'm like, I better get a bowl. If I don't get a bowl, I'm a loser. (laughs) (laughs) What were you saying? Like, if I don't fill my tag two years in a row, I'm chucking. You said, I'm chucking my bow off of that cliff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Let's, let's go. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, you didn't fill your tag last year. I didn't fill my tag last year. No one did. Yeah. It was, I mean, there's a few guys, but man, it was a rough season. uh, I, I had a shot. Last year, but it was very unethical, yeah. so I just let it walk. That's not well. I mean, I, I guess 
I'd be curious to hear people's feedback on that. Yeah, I had a bull 15 yards straight away. Yeah. Texas heart shot, and Re- I said, no way. <laughs> I like to call that a reverse frontal. The re- reverse frontal. <laughs> and I just – I couldn't do it, man. I mean, yeah, the, I don't know. I, I, I just, I've seen I you shoot. You're a good shot. I'm not no Garrett Weaver, but oh, – well, Neither am I. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I just – I don't know, 15 yards in – just think think about it. If you mess up on that shot, that thing's gone. Effed. I mean, it's screwed. Gone. Yeah. It's gonna be a painful death. It'll be a slow, painful death. No, I Eat. just can't yeah. do it, man. I I I felt that was a big really goal sh- too. I felt really shitty though. I mean, I was depressed after I didn't punch <laughs> my tag, and I was like, man, maybe I should have took the shot, but yeah. I didn't, and kind of happy I didn't. Well, a re- re- basically a Texas heart shot, reverse frontal. Uh, at 15 yards, you're aiming for what? Uh, the rusty badge. <laughs> you're aiming for like a pop can sized target. Yeah, like a chew can. Well, you gotta think. They got that pelvis there. Yeah, you're not. You, you you're hit, not no. going much farther. No, you than hit that. that sucker. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe if you hit it in the pelvis, maybe it wouldn't. I well, mean, they, it would you hurt. got those arteries back there. Yeah, the you got the femoral or yeah. whatever they call it, or the femoral. Yeah. However you pronounce it, but yeah, the femoral. You hit the. <laughs> 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 you hit that and it's game over. I mean, yeah. it's that's a Ray Charles blood trail there. Yeah, but uh, I mean, that's a tough one, man. That's whew. what would I have done? I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to think that I would have made the right decision, and but would the right decision been of just putting that freaking broadhead out through his chest or or what? That bull I shot this year uh, was basically a frontal. At 62 plus yards, and I I went full through that bull, through the chest, out through the um, out through the front of the of the uh, left hand. Yeah, frontal at 60 yards is insane. Yeah, but you had, uh, had already thought you'd hit. I it, had so already thought. Okay, yeah, I should get more. I should there. disclaimer that I do not take that shot without an arrow in a bull. Right, already in the bull. That is full send when you already have an arrow in a bull. You freaking smoked it though. I did. Oh, perfect. I you know. I I guess I'll be patting myself on the back here, but jerking my own self off. But I made two of the best shots I've ever made in the woods on an animal on that bull. Like that that co- slightly quartered to downhill frontal. I uh, that's an extremely hard shot. Yeah, and I'm I'm literally gonna look back at that and literally be like, fucking smoke that bull. It's sixty two yard frontal. Support, I mean, and it was a quarter two frontal. Slightly quarter two, which is even harder than, harder than a regular frontal. So, um, I literally put that thing. I mean, I think I ranged it like a yard short, so it was like an inch low, two inches low, but it still did the job. But, uh, anyways, we're not here to talk about my bull. We're here to talk about your freaking Clydesdale of a Roosevelt you killed. I mean, the goddamn that thing had such a giant body. It was a big bull. We we weighed the hind quarters on that thing, and it was like what eighty two pounds. Eighty two. You ever packed out a heavier hind than that? No. Even my bigger scoring bull, I think his hinds were 75. Really? Yeah. Jesus. I think we weighed them. That, now that I think back on it, we weighed those, and they were 75. That's insane. So. Well, and he had no ivories. He had no ivory teeth. I've never seen that. You took it to the taxidermist. Took what it he to said? Jason. Jason, this has come from Timberline. He's never had a bull without both ivories. He's. He said, I've had a lot – Come in with one, right? Never one with missing both. So, uh, did he ever say how old those other bulls were? 
Uh, no, but he's he's he wanted me to get an age, which I am. So we're gonna send those teeth off. I'm gonna send one to ODFW, and I'm gonna send one off to uh, DeerAging.com. Okay. So yeah, get a couple answers. Yeah, I wouldn't trust com- the ODFW either. And we're gonna well, <laughs> that, we're gonna compare the two and yeah. see what they say. But yeah, I do. I kind of want to send in my last year's bear tooth just to right. see if it's consistent with what they told me. Right. <laughs> That's a dick move. Oh, send them, send them the same teeth <laughs> send twice. Send them the same bear, yeah. yeah. Send them the same bear and see uh, if it comes back at four and a half. That'd be funny. <laughs> Wait, yeah. this this bear got three years older. Yeah. Um, I Dude, if I had to guess, knowing my vast knowledge, which is extremely tiny, uh, of elk biology, I'm going to say he's over... I want to say he's over nine, but I'm gonna th- I'm gonna risk it for the biscuit. I'm gonna say he's a ten and a half year old bull. I, you- I, yeah, I think he's ten plus. I don't know. It, uh, so both of my so that bull and my other big bull, um, this bull I killed this year. I don't know if I already told you this or not. He had a bullet hole wound in lower leg. The one you killed this year? Yeah, I didn't see. Yeah, that. Jason, I didn't see it either. No, it's scarred up. Oh. Jason was fleshing out the hide, found the scar, and he's like, this thing's been shot with a gun before. That's pretty sick. And my other bull, it had like three broadhead scars <laughs> and a bullet scar. <laughs> really? No shit. Like, it doesn't even sound believable. And Jason, when I went over there to take my horns on that bull, because he let me keep the horns mm-hmm. till he was ready to mount it, he showed me the scars on the tan hide. And my dumbass didn't take pictures of it. <laughs> And I, you know, was thinking about it and I was telling people about it and I could see people like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. And I was yeah. like, I called Jason him up and I'm like, hey man, can you send me some pictures of those scars? He's like, dude, it's already drying. He's like, I already got it mounted up and drying. Oh. I'm like, gosh, damn it. So, huh. but true story. Yeah. You uh, know, Jason Maggard, ask him about that. He, uh, he'll tell you that bull had been shot like three times with a, That's or brought or brought with a bow and then once with a gun. Well, I've, I've heard of bulls being brought in that have a bunch of 22 rounds in them. Well, that one, that bull also, we found a chunk of shaft in the, it's like a Magnus, I think, broke off in his. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, well, I thought I told you, we cut it out and it just started oozing out like uh, vanilla pudding. Maybe you it did It's disgusting. Something. That's awesome. I have the video, I'll have to look, I sent it to Do the. you still have the broadhead? No, I've left all that crap down in the woods, <laughs> but I think I have a video of it um, somewhere on my phone where. You can see all you that have to stuff. Send that. Yeah, you have to send yeah. that to me. That's sick, dude. So what your what your secret is is find half dead wounded elk and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. blind. <laughs> Jason also said. I mean, he's taxidermist, so he sees this stuff all the time. Yeah, he says if you kill a mature bull like this, typically they have been shot at least once. That's pretty so pretty crazy. He says you see it all the time. It's really? not unusual. He's like it. Ha- yeah, so they're tough, man. Yeah, I'd be interested in hearing his perspective on how many he gets wounded with bullets and versus broadheads. Because yeah. you always hear bow hunters wound more than rifle hunters. But right. it's like, well, only because the broadhead's still in the freaking animal. How many are shot that we don't even know about? Right. Yeah, that's interesting perspective. I really am interested in talking to him now about that. Yeah, and he finds broken, he said, he finds tines snapped off mm-hmm. in their head. And Dude, I think your bull got in a fight. He did. Had yeah. to have. yeah. Cause he was pussed up all on one side, was well, left side, I think, or um, I can't remember, but it was like lot really weird, like clear. Was it yellowish? It was pretty yellowish, but it was really, but it, really runny. clear. It was running. It wasn't like thick. Yeah, really, really like it wasn't pussy at all. It was like really like the high viscosity. It had like I mean, it was really 
like almost like water, almost like egg yolks, like uh, yeah, yeah, the whites, yeah. the whites, that's, not the yolks, well the white. Put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty pretty accurate. But uh, yeah, I just man, that was just I walked up on him after you'd found him. I'm like, holy crap, dude. Yeah, His, yeah. I thought I killed the biggest bull I'd ever <laughs> killed. I kind of lost my lost my uh. Dude, you were so pumped. Sense of judgment. I called Garrett. I, I called call Garrett first. No one knew. My, my dumb ass went up there without my phone <laughs> being uh, charged. And I shot this bull two miles from the rig. Had to hike back up. And I had to drive to my grandma's house because that's the closest house to plug my phone into. And called Garrett. And I'm like, oh, really? I killed the biggest bull I've ever killed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it wasn't. It was a good bull. It was a good bull. But. I thought you had literally I thought you had literally just shot it because you were still so freaking jacked. Oh, I was jacked. I thought you were like standing <laughs> over the bull yeah. when you called me. <laughs> yeah. But God, that was cool. I got that I got some of the like I got the idea to record part of the conversation like about a minute into it. I'm like, Oh, I should record this. It'd be cool, like a cool memory. And then um recorded it and put it in a video, but um, which you guys can see, I'll, I'll, I'll post that part of the uh, video again, but, um, yeah, you were, you were so jacked. I'd never heard that much excitement come out of you before. Oh, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was stoked. I was uh, pumped. So after we shot my bull, um, we started kind of, you had a few really good days cause I wasn't able to, I mean, I was able to make it out with you for a few days. It kind of went silent for, yeah, I called in a six point. In a clear cut, which I typically try to stay away from the cuts, but called in that six point. He came into 110. Didn't like what he, you know, could see. He couldn't see me, and he was looking for me. So he rounded up his cows and left. And then uh, I think we, I think I got on like five bulls in like a three or four day stretch. That's right. But uh, only. They're all bugling except for, I guess two didn't bugle, two were road hoppers, but nothing except for that one was really amped up. Well, that one I was telling you about had nine cows. He was amped up, but some yeah. other hunter was already hunting him. So right. I never yeah. just left that one alone. But mm-hmm. uh But it, it had uh there was a few really slow days. There's two two the two days before I shot my bull. Yeah was slow i didn't hear anything at all well i've been getting tons of uh like just since we've been sitting here i've gotten two questions about what 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 the elk are doing right now just since we've been sitting here and uh it's like you know to put put things in perspective um this has been a really good year for us for 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 me personally i haven't got this many bugles this early in the year um granted nothing came of any of those bugles except the bull that i killed um, and he was the seventh or eighth or something like that. And maybe ninth bull I'd heard bugle this year. And that was on September 4th, right? Yeah. The fourth. And so how many, you, your, your first bugle was with me, right? Of mm-hmm. the year. And then we had a couple other bulls, I think bugle, or was it the same bull? The one no. that I killed. Yeah. I guess that, yeah, we had a couple bulls together. Yeah. The one you killed and then that. <clears throat> One in the bottom. One there. in the bottom there. So, um, but you'd been out in the woods pretty much every day, and you'd only gotten. But you, you do hunt a little. Well, you and I hunt pretty much the same, um, in that aspect. And and you hadn't been getting in, in as, as basically as much bugles. But I had no. been getting finding. I'd been finding pockets of bulls that had been bugling, and literally one ridge apart from each other. Right. That's it. That's it. And so, 
I've been getting questions about how am I getting these bugles? How are we finding elk? How often are we getting bulls? You know, what should I do? And it's like, man, if you're going to hunt a ridge or a drainage, you can tell me what you think about this, Brad, but tear that freaking ridge apart. Oh yeah. Tear it apart before you leave, tear that goddamn thing apart. Beagle on every drainage, every Creek, every little ridge, tear it apart until you can tell me a hundred thousand million percent sure Nothing beagled back at you on yeah. that whole ridge. A lot of the time in early season, before the cows are hot, it might take a while before that bull responds to you. Right. I mean, I like Penny's bull that mm-hmm. one year. I called for an hour. Obviously, I'm not sitting up there bugling <laughs> for an hour in right. a row. Right. But I sat up there and I raked brush and called for an hour. Bull never made a peep. Came in silent. I mean, it's just, every, you know. Yeah. And. It's just, I don't know, one of the tactics. I would, I think bulls, you know, the smart ones at least, they're probably used to people pulling up. Right. Ripping a couple bugles, slam the car door, and driving off. Right. So, 100%. Yeah. And I like to, I don't like to just pull up to, to a spot and bugle either. Just maybe park back a corner or two. Same here. Walk up and Same crack here. one off in there. I will say that I did do the. Shut the trigger off. Get out and bugle. I done, I'm guilty of that too. I <laughs> but I got bugles doing that this yeah, year. Yeah, sometimes I'm just lazy and yeah. just yeah, screw yeah. it, just rip one. But uh, typically, yeah, I'd walk, walk around a corner. Yards. Or if you are gonna pull up, maybe wait 15 minutes. Yeah, you know, because I've I've seen it firsthand. Been in in a herd, and a rig will be approaching. Those cows will quit moving, quit talking. You know, right? Rig would go off few minutes to go by and they'll go back to doing what they were doing you know i've seen that i've been on a bull getting ready to drop in on them and then a, a rig drives about 200 300 yards below them like you can hear the truck popping down the gravel they shut up mm-hmm. and it's like and then like the bull um that we killed together there's a freaking side by side as mid bugle yeah and the bull didn't give a shit no when they're hot they're hot yeah that bull that james and i uh got on a couple years ago the one I missed, and then he ended up killing that satellite. Uh-huh. That bull, we pulled up. We get out of the rig, slam the doors. <laughs> we didn't have to bugle. We slammed the doors, and that bull's in the bottom bugling. That's crazy. And I was like, oh, yeah, that thing's hot. The right bull. Right bull. Yeah. yeah. The right bull. And so, like, if you're not getting bugles, and you're not and you're not this and that, and you're not getting into elk, and you're putting in a bunch of miles, change areas. Why are you so loyal to an area that's not producing? Yeah. However, I will say – I will say that where you killed your bull this year, give me the history of you hunting that. That where I killed this year? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've shot sure, bugle out there every year. It just looks good, but this is the first time. I'll bugle off that point every year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know there's elk there, but this is just, I don't know, first year I've really had any action in there. My dad's bugled in there and had, had some bulls, right. bulls in there. You and I me. know some other guys that have. Well, yeah, Brady. Yeah, because Brady helped pack out the bowl. He's like, "Shit, this is where Bradley, Peter, you know, <laughs> yeah. our buddy Peterson killed killed this one on this exact bench." Yeah. So I mean, it's no secret spot by no means, right? But it's just timing. Yeah, it's timing. I, 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 if I if a guy an elk hunter could ever figure out the timing, man. Yeah. Like, because there wasn't a freaking fresh turd in there until, I mean, yeah. they've been curious. using that. But they've moved in there recently. I'm curious if cows, do they come into heat the same time every year? I like mean, a certain cow, does she have her cycle every, like, 
to the day every year because that would be sweet knowledge to have too. Yeah, I I would think that they do. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm just that's a hypothesis, right? Because you got early, early uh, bulls bugling, mm-hmm. like that bull I killed up on bear. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that bull I killed up. Uh, cancel that. That that bull I killed up uh, a couple years ago. Um, you know he was known to bull to bugle early in the year. Yeah. And I, one of my buddies told me, go check and see if he's firing off again. Because if he is, you'll know. And immediately he fired off. And it was like, man. So that that was a bull that, um, oops, there we go. Yep. Anyways, that was a bull that was uh, known to bugle off early in the year. And that was a pattern for him. So I, I don't and, you know, I've reached out the, to the ODFMW um, elk biologists to try and get them on the show. And just, you know, straight up, they, they really don't know much. They haven't done enough studies. And that's their own words. I'm not talking shit. Like, they'll tell you, like, it's really hard to do studies on big bulls and, and herd dynamics. And because and I, I reached out to them about the herd dynamics specifically regarding big bulls and what they're travel areas are what their habits are like how do you learn more about these big bulls and they said there's not much information or studies available so i would be really curious because i know a lot of it is around the photo whatever they call it where the light enters the eye and then the cows go into heat around the time of light in the day or something like that like i understand that but you do every year. I minus this year. I didn't get any this year, but it seems like every year I get a week or two before season. A fired up, like like there's a hot cow in the herd, and they're the whole herd's screaming. The bulls are screaming a week or two before season. Right. I don't. I don't understand that. It's like an early estrus, but it's just a matter of um, we were talking about it, and in my mindset, um, driving around, I you know I was talking to you about this and. It's like, you know, when we're, when I'm on, when I'm not into elk, I tell myself, and I do believe this, it's easy to tell myself this because I, I truly do believe this in my heart, is that somewhere in this unit at this exact freaking time, there's a fired up bull or a hot cow, and you just have to cover enough ground to be able to find that. Yeah. It's just I a persist. it's like persistence hunting, basically. And um, so take that for what it's worth but i i think that there's a lot to be uh to be learned from there because i think you can definitely make your own magic happen i think i think the difference between a good hunter and um a guy who doesn't fill his tag is the same hand is dealt but one plays it differently basically or one keeps playing the game the other guy leaves so i don't know what you think about that yeah i agree yeah so go ahead and get into your bowl. Tell me, tell me what's going on. So let me think. Just yeah, you're Ready? good. Okay, you're good. Yeah. So what was it? A couple days ago, uh, I've been called in this bowl. You know, a few days prior, and uh-huh. been kind of pounding this one unit. So trying to get a, another encounter with them. And I just haven't seen them. I've been seeing the cows, but never showed up. So I got up early and I went out and checked that unit and same shit. Cows are there, but he's not there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of bugled around there. Couldn't find him because I figured he's back there in one of those, you know, drainages, drainages back there and nothing. So I just 
bombed out to some new ground. I had uh, bugled off this spot early in the season, but no action. But I just pulled up there, get out, and rip a bugle off, and I immediately get a response. And I I just dropped in right there. Well, the road kind of, there's a road off to the left. I dropped down on that road off that landing, started walking down the road, and I got this bull. Bull calling back and forth with it, and I get in the timber with it. Wind's good, but this bull doesn't have anything to do with me. He's <laughs> just kind of keeping his distance away, and I hear messing around with it, and I hear this bull on the bottom bugle, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's a herd bull. Yeah. Because I could hear the cows down there talking. So I and I found that rub, the one I showed you. The when giant. We, giant rub. I'm yeah. Like, Dude, I am going after this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I've dropped down the ridge, and – I'm getting closer to it, and this bull I had met, been messing with, I don't even think I've told anyone this, but the bull I was messing with up on the road, he's, like, skirting along with me down. I can hear him walking with me. Hmm. He's going after the herd. We're, like, dropping in together, and that was kind of cool. Yeah. But I was trying to keep my distance. I didn't want to shoot him after that. I don't even know what he looks like, but he sounded, sounded small. I want to shoot that bull on the <laughs> bottom. So working my way down, and, you know, I'm getting closer, and that bull's bugling, and, can hear his cows and that bull was glunking too and that's the only the second bull i've ever heard glunk that's sick so it's kind of neat and uh how I far got, were you from him when you heard him glunk oh man i i didn't see him but i he had to be w- within 100 yards of me for sure really close i mean pro- probably inside 80 yards really really but uh mm-hmm. i thought he was coming in so i'm like trying to set up i'm I'm skirting down and I find this opening. I can see this opening. I'm coming up on it. I'm going to set up there so I can get a shot because in there it's just thicker than hell. And uh, walk around the corner and this cow standing like 10 feet in front of me. <laughs> uh, and she busts. She just takes off. I'm like, son of a bitch. Herd goes quiet. Hmm. And, uh, you know, thinking about it, I'm like, that bull and those other cows have no freaking clue what's going on. Right. It's not they like she can say, they, hunter, hunter. Yeah, she, they didn't smell me. Yeah. That cow, all they know, they're going off that cow's reaction. Mm-hmm. So I sat down there for a whole hour, whole hour just sitting there waiting. I'm like, there's some, they're going to start talking again eventually, or they're going to start moving around. They're just being quiet right now, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on. So paid off. I mean, that bull started bugling uh, probably an hour. Really? Right at an hour after I had, that cow had busted me and it was game back on. And, you know, typically – um this is Shannon from Angry Spikes Method. Typically, try to go after these animals when they're bedded, so you don't have to do what I did this scenario. <laughs> right. You know, typically you want them to go bed. That way, that bull can, you know, will come in to defend his cow. You know, mm-hmm. defend himself or defend his cows. I mean, keep his cows, and he'll come right in. But the herd was still on their feet, and I just started dogging this thing. I followed them down the creek I th- what do we th- think it was two miles well from where we from parked, where it start from where i start, started it was a couple miles yeah away. from where just from where we parked it was over 1.8 miles yeah as so, a crow flies so yeah i was just you know i that bull took his cows started headed down the creek we got finally got in the creek bottom there and he was pushing his cows up the creek and they had an awesome trail it was nice and open down there well say open but i mean yeah, as open it was, as it it was gets, pretty open. Open as it can get. Yeah. In the coast. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just kept on him. I could hear him. And he got quite a ways away there. 
for a while, and I I just didn't bugle at him because I figured if I bugle at him, he's just gonna keep on freaking keep pushing him. So I tried to get as close as to that bull as I could. We're just guessing off of where I last heard him, and uh, I ripped one, and I could hear him pretty close, and mm. I've you know hauled ass up there, just barged in there, and I could hear him raking brush, and I could see him. I'm like. He's probably 50 yards, and I can just see the tree going back and forth. I'm like, there he is. So I hmm. set up in a fern and ripped one. It kind of turned my head and ripped one down the creek, so I didn't. So I kind of sounded like I was down the creek mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah, it makes I think sense. It makes sense. So he, uh, I could see him. He immediately turns, starts walking down the trail, and uh, he's frontal. He's He's coming and finally exposes, you know, his vitals and I'm drawing back through the fern and he could hear me hmm. in the fern. And he just looks right at me. <laughs> I'm like half drawn. I just froze. I'm like, shit. And he's frontal. He's frontal at that point. Oh crap. And 25 or 25 is what, Ooh. where he was, but he's, he's got me locked down. He's looking right at me and I'm like, did you just think kinda, about taking that shot? No, I've, I didn't want to spook him. I mean, <laughs> I was, he caught me or he heard something and he's looking at me and I just froze and like 10 seconds goes by and he goes back to walking down the trail and he turns broadside. And Mm. at that point I'm like, this is now or never. So I just draw back and he looks at me cause he can hear me Mm -hmm. and he's looking at me and I just settled the pin right behind the shoulder and let him have it. And he didn't run off, which is kind of cool. He just kind of walked, walked away, got all wobbly legged and went and laid down and uh he bedded down behind some brush and i was going to try getting another arrow in him but uh i was checking the wind as i was moving forward and it started to get swirly and i'm like man that bull's gonna die yeah he didn't just lay down for no reason you know he felt pretty confident with that hit 25 yards kind of hard to mess right. up <laughs> <laughs> um so i just backed out my freaking phone was dead my dumb ass didn't charge the phone so Went to my grandma's, plugged that sucker in. I called you. What did I say? Call the Calvary. Call the Calvary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, and then I'm like, is it worse than Anthony's ball? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like the thing we always compare it to. But it wasn't actually that bad of a pack. It wasn't bad. It's just brushy. And like, steep. Which is normal. Where yeah. We hunt. Brushy and steep. Yeah. I mean, I... Um, I was able to go back a one, it was 1.8 something miles back to the truck. And then we found another road up above you guys where it was like 300 yards as a crow flies. Right. And so it was farther than that, but your guys's way was way steeper. Straight up and well, yeah, it was straight up and down, but that last part was straight up. And yeah. Down. I could not get a footing at all. I got bruises all over the place, man. Right. Falling down. But, but uh, that oh, sucked. I damn near made it out with the 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 rack and the hide and head. I think I got probably what over three quarters of the way. But James finally came back down. He's like, "You need help?" I'm like, "I got it." <laughs> He's like, "Let's just put the bag on my back. I'll, I'll try." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I kind of felt like a pussy, but I'm like, "All right, man." <laughs> So he threw that on him, and he made it the last, like, you know, tenth of the way up That's for me. Was like, James is a beast, though. He is. He's small, but he's an animal. He is a little animal, yeah. I mean, Jesus. 
Well, think about it. He'd help me there, and then we had to go back down for that last quarter, and he yeah. just freaking him and Caleb, him and Caleb. Yeah, yeah. Well, shout out to uh, we'll give those guys shout out. So Caleb Wood, right? Caleb Wood, and James Mansani, and then uh, Justin Nelson, and uh, Brady Kennedy, and then Scott Hutton. Scott Hutton all help pack, and yeah. some of those guys. Um, I'd met Brady for the first time there. Brady's cool. Cool guy. Cool dude. Um, he came in to pack me on his freaking wedding anniversary. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He's like, I owe you because he killed the bull opening day. I'm like, you don't <laughs> owe me shit, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, don't worry about it. He's like, no, I owe you. I'm yep. like, he's yep. like, it's my wedding anniversary, but I owe you. I'm like, no, dude, go spend time <laughs> with your wife, man. Speaking of which, funny story. That dude is a bow hunter. Got married in September. Uh-huh. He's got three kids. <laughs> All birthdays are in September. How guys, the hell do you do that? Very poor at planning. Yeah. Like, Man, <laughs> that's crazy. How could you do that to yourself? I don't know. Unless his wife likes to hunt, too. She's bow hunting right now. This is her first year, I think. Right on. But, uh, right on. But Brady, yeah, he's a freaking beast, too. He uh, tree landed on him last year, and he punctured his lungs, broke his leg. Oof. Walked around with a cane all last season, all bow hunting, and still dropped into some of these crazy, really crazy crap holes we have around here. He made it back to the truck pretty yeah. damn quick with a shoulder. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Timber cutter, yeah, he is. You can't you can't beat a choker setter or a timber faller in yeah. the woods, man. But uh, yeah, and and everybody like there's guys that that was the first time you met him, like Justin. Yeah, I've never met that guy. Yeah, that's um, cool really cool guy and then you knew scott i know somehow. scott from school but never, never never really talked to him but I yeah knew who he is yeah first time you guys basically hung out was packing a bowl yeah so that was pretty darn cool and caleb jesus that guy is a freaking sasquatch of a dude he's a mule that guy's huge it's a big dude <laughs> lifting your bowl up onto your back like that yeah <laughs> It's ridiculous. He's like, here you go, little sister. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> and you're a big guy, too. Yeah, but I feel – I might be a big dude, but I feel small compared to that man. That is a big dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. I bet he's got 100 pounds on me. Yeah, he could. Yeah. He, well, Wider at the shoulders, too. That is a big man. I'm 6'4". I'm like 200 pounds, 205. I fluctuate between two, 200 and 205. And yeah. he's like, what? He's got to be 6'5". I don't know. I, Six, I mean, five like I feel small. Pounds. I'm hunting with giants when I hug a one and go out <laughs> with you guys. I'm yeah, five a, nine. <laughs> yeah. But so I, I want to pick your brain on on some of your tactics here. So when you're targeting these ma- mature or basically the, just these herd bulls, that's what you prefer to do, correct? I think they're easier to kill. You do. I, well, I say that they're harder. They're, they are hard to kill. But if you have the tactic down, I feel like you have a better chance of killing. Using my tactic, you're not going to kill. I don't think you're going to kill a raghorn using the tactic I use. Right. So. Right. Let's walk through that real quick. So if I'm a if I'm a, a hunter, let's say James and Caleb. Today they're on a big bull. Big bull. Yeah. And that bull goes into the brush with his cows, and let's just call it eleven o'clock. Ten thirty. Right. What would you do? Well, this year I went right at him. I, I did not. What <laughs> typically you should let him bed. You know, Shannon's theory is you let him bed that bull, and then you barge in and you you're trying to take his cows from him. He mm-hmm. doesn't have time to get his cows on the feet, so he's right. going to come in. Now, doing what I did this year, they're all on their feet, so he's going to push them. 
As you far, followed that herd for how long? Took four hours. That's incredible for a rosy hunter. Yeah, it took four hours. Two mile. I mean, it's only two miles, but you got to think. Also, I sat down there in the creek for an hour, right? Because they went quiet on me, but they're they're trying to listen for me, but they're uh, trying to figure out what was what was going on. But uh, it took four hours. But yeah, I I would say wait till those cows are bedded, you know, and then go in and lo- locate yeah. them. But uh, my this method works too. It's just a little harder, you know. Well, you're chasing them basically. Yeah, until, I mean, until I'm they trying stop. to take his cows away. I mean, that's right. what you're. What what your that bull thinks you're trying to do, right? So he's gonna come in and try to whip your ass eventually. But uh, it worked out. But like I said, I think I worked a lot harder than I needed to on this bull. Well, I've just never really. It's very rare you hear somebody following an elk for two miles over at the coast, right? Just not across the road, but in a shithole of a. Oh, well, I've thought about going back up to the truck once that cow busted me. I'm yeah. Like, Man, they she busted me, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, she did does she's the only one right in that herd that knows what right. happened. If it was the lead cow, I'd be like, eh, I don't know about this. Right. But she was just small, basically insignificant part of the herd. Yeah, you know. So yeah, um, what are we talking about now? <laughs> your, your your tactic for getting in on these big bulls and stuff. Yeah, so I don't know. I just trying to locate the herd bulls. I'm doing the same thing. I mean, I'm locating up high. I'm looking for big rubs. Yeah. Uh, you found one. Found, found one. So there was obviously a big bull in there. And he had cows. So I, uh, yeah, I guess my tactic is uh, looking for rubs and bugling off high points. I mean, trying to find that big one. Right. Well, once we started packing your bull out, there was rubs everywhere yeah and all of them were made that week like oh yeah there was not one not fresh rub in there all of them were were like super fresh and uh it was just really impressive like because like you could have driven in that road last week and might not even seen a fresh track no it's just like well i stopped in there early in the season no sign whatsoever yeah and then boom there they are it's like where the hell did they come from number one right and then why did why at this time did they move in here do they have breeding drain drainages? I've always wondered that. Yeah. There's so much unknown with rosies. It drives me insane. Right. Drives me insane. Because you'll have bulls that show up on shell cam that some other dude had seven miles away. And it's like that bull traveled seven miles in in the coast, and now he's over here? Yeah. Like, how the hell? Well, what did that biologist say? Their home range. They knew the home range, right? It was like seven, fifteen miles, or no? It was. Uh, it depended. It depends on the the steepness of the terrain. Yeah. The nicer the terrain, the bigger the home range. Um, right. But I think it was sense. only like a couple miles. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it was a two mile radius on average. Oh, copy that. Yeah, but some of these guys were bigger than that. Right. I'd have to go back and look at the study, but. Um, it was just really interesting. I was like, man, because these big bulls, like when, and when I was talking to that biologist about the big bull, a big bull specifically, the dynamics of a big bull, they didn't know shit. They knew very little. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause I was telling them about, you know, guys catching big bulls up to 10 plus miles away on different trail cams and, and confirming that it's the same bull. And then bulls taking herds that have no, never been, caught on camera until there's hot cows right it's like how's that work yeah i 
It's crazy. I feel like these bulls, I want to know, do they move around these big bulls? Do they move around a crap load or do they just stay put? Like don't move at all. Right. Cause where, where do they come from? I mean, yeah, I can't even catch them on freak the big ones. I can't even catch them on trail camera. Right. You know, I got some decent bulls on camera, but uh, that one bull I can tell that story. That big, uh, bull that Brady and I were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead so and tell that one. I had this giant bull. I mean, he's uh, probably the biggest bull I'll ever get on trail camera, but, uh, you know, I was pretty new to bow hunting, but he showed up on my camera one time. I just figured he lived there. That's where he lives, you know? Mm-hmm. And me and Brady started talking, he, talking about it and he had a camera in the same area, but he also had a camera like, I don't even know what, a couple miles up as a crow flies. Yeah. And that bull lived. Like two mile, like two miles of coast terrain is pretty crazy. That's yeah, a long ways, and uh, it lived way back there. But he would come all the way over there to get cows, and he'd only spend like a day or two over there, get his cows, and go back. Yeah. But there's other cows closer to him that live over. Really, <laughs> why, <laughs> right. why did he come to get those cows? Yeah. Why is he going further away than he needs to go to get cows? That doesn't make sense. Really weird. Unless there's a well, and it I mean, was every year. Like he has that bull on camera several years in a row and it in was that like range. clockwork yeah he said almost to the day it's like how do you how do you kill that bull it's yeah you have to have his cows and you have to just get on top I mean, of them you how do you even find him i don't know and if you're wanting to go out and target that bull you know he shows up here for about three days out of the year mm-hmm. and then disappears back back where he came from yeah yeah, and then my other buddy, Will, same thing. They had a bull they called Carl, mm-hmm. and he was just a slob of a six-point. I guess it's like the second biggest bull he's ever laid eyes on, and they had cameras in the, the certain spot. And uh, always cows there, nothing but cows. Mm-hmm. You know, he said September or the opening weekend would roll around. Same thing, like clockwork, almost to the day. Here comes Carl, rounds up his cows and <laughs> get them on camera, but then he leaves. Really? They never could figure out where he'd go. Where he goes. Yeah. I mean, it could be miles away. Yeah, it could be. So. God dang, man. That's two. So two stories of bulls just showing up, getting their cows and vanishing. But these are giant bulls. Giant though. bulls. Not, like not th- just over a rag. Three, or... Over 300-inch yeah. Roosevelt bulls. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have any. I mean, in the ball, just don't know. Yeah. They don't know. So, uh, I guess I want to, I want to talk to you about locating. Um, what, what is a day of being in the woods for you go? If you're not currently into elk, what are you doing? I'm just bugling off high points, man. I don't always have to see rubs. I just neither do I, you know, look at the topography of the ground and, oh, here's a shithole. Let's bugle off in this one. <laughs> and, uh, it, I would say it doesn't really work in early season. For me, I mean, it did for you, but I, I'm always, I'm a later season guy. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm doing different, but I usually get action later in the season. But I just bugle off high points and little nooks and crannies. And but like we were saying early, earlier, you got to tear that mountain apart. Right. I mean, it's the coast. If they're too far away, they're not going to freaking hear you. I exactly. Mean, I mean, they could be one little... Just one bench. little freaking bench or ridge over. They're not going to hear you. Well, and, and vice versa. Maybe you won't hear them back because right. um, I tell well, a story. That, that bull this year. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. I watched him bugle 
about yeah. 600 yards away. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that ball just bugled, and then nothing. We didn't I was hear like, it. What? Yeah. And then when we get down in on him, he still isn't that loud. And right. We thought we was way farther than he was away. We walked right by him. Yeah. 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 It just seems like not every bull is a scream. Like just because a bull bugles doesn't mean it's gonna be loud. Right. I've heard whis. I I was over hunting. Um, God, where was I? Somewhere over east East Oregon, extremely pressured unit. And the best way I can describe it is that it was like whisper bugles. Mm-hmm. A lot of the yeah, bulls were bulls whisper whisper bugling. I was like, that bull has been so pressured. He's afraid to let it let, let it loose. Yeah, I've had a few bulls do that actually. Yeah, at a bull one time, one of the bulls I've actually taken was out in a unit with some cows and he was tilting his head back <laughs> like he was bugling and nothing was coming out he was huh. still pissed off he's raking yeah but he would not bugle and uh i let one rip and he was behind this root wad he went behind this root wad and i ran out there <laughs> and i uh, got behind that root wad and he ended up walking out oh and freaking smoked him at 40 really yeah that's sick yeah, yeah. i you, just I don't know, man. Like uh, another thing, tactic wise, you got to go to the bull. That bull, I don't think he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna meet you, but you got to get a certain distance. You just can't call. And l- this is m- mature bulls. I don't know about raghorns, but I don't feel like a bull, a big bastard, is gonna come from two, three hundred yards away. If it you, does, it's an outlier. Yeah, it's a rare. Like you got to get within a hundred yards of that bull mm-hmm. and his cows. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I. I mean, I've gotten. I might have to be closer than that because yeah. I'm thinking like oh, 60. Yeah. Well, that bull this year it is closer. What I I was probably 50. Oh, dude, yeah, 50 yards from him before he's like, okay, I'm coming to kick yeah. your ass. Yeah, because we were on a bull over in Eastern Oregon one time. Granted, it's a rocky, but you know, same gist. We're on this bull for four days straight, and we're within 100 yards a lot. You still could not get that bull to churn. It took four days. And we also, on the fourth day, had three satellites that were on his ass, too. And then finally, he's running each satellite off. And then finally, it's our turn to get ran off. And we were the last one. And um, he comes into 20 yards and, and, you know, gets shot. But giant bull, but it took four days, and it still wouldn't turn around at 100 yards. It yeah. just, it just when they've had enough, they've had enough. Yeah. But I think range plays a huge role in it that. It does. I mean, that one bull... Uh, my big bull mm-hmm. took me three days to kill him. That's crazy. But uh, he also had three broadhead scars, and <laughs> I mean, he knew. I think he knew. I mean, obviously, he didn't know I was a a guy, yeah. or else he wouldn't come in. But I think he was a l- little bit. You has, know, had some commitment issues for sure. I think most guys would not have been able to kill that bull you were on because, granted, he was already so freaking old. He was pretty smart. But after you got busted by that cow, I bet most guys would have headed back to the track. Yeah, I've, I I would have thought about it. Yeah, I mean, I thought about it, but mm-hmm. I started thinking about it really good, and I was like, she's the only one that knows what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. I sat down there for an hour. I I was <laughs> still thinking. I'm like, after an hour before that bull started bugling, I'm like, man, maybe I should just back out of here and come back in here later. Mm-hmm. But then he started freaking bugling, so. Which to hear him in there, he had to be within a hundred. Oh, he is close. Yards. All that bull did when that cow busted, they they literally stayed put. Like really? she ran, the herd just stopped, and really? they just sat down there silently. I mean, they didn't like run off. They're they were there. Yeah, 
But, but you also had satellite bulls beagling and stuff too. Yeah. There was a hot cow in that drainage. Yeah. There had to be because that action that you were getting, how many bulls were beagling in that drainage? There's three. Three bulls. So your three, bull. Three and then there's a bull in there somewhere that's big because uh, my bull had a big old pus pocket on yeah. it. Yeah. So if, if a bull's taking on that bull, bull. he's got to be a freaking giant. Yeah. There's another big bull in there. I don't see a, I don't see a rag goring no. that bull. No. I don't think you'd have to. He just shows himself, and that bull's going to run off. Exactly. Uh, there's another mature bull in there for sure somewhere. I want I want to hear you talk about, because um, you and I talked about this coming down the mountain um, with the bull in the back of the pickup, is um, most guys wouldn't have been aggressive enough. And right. what's your take on how aggressive you should be? I'm aggressive as I can get. I mean, I bugle a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not like – I don't know how to say it. I, I mean, I want to say a – I don't know, man. There's guys that pull up on landings and bugle 40 times. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> I'm just saying I bugle – every time that bull's bugling, right. I'm bugling. Right. I mean – Why would And I'm barging out. I'm barging in on him. Like, I'm going right at him. What What do you think elk do? You know, a, a bull that's going to try to take this bull's cows away, he's not going to sit back here and pussyfoot around. He's right. going to go right at that bull. Right. And fight his ass. So that's what I do. I just go right at that bull. I yeah. mean, and I go at him pretty quick. I'm well, not, just like a bull. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like hanging out. Yeah. Like, it, go right at him. I mean, just you got to go at him and be aggressive or else that, that bull's not going to come yeah. in. At one point, you were literally running, weren't you? Uh, I, I, th- I mean, I might have ran at this bull a little bit, but that one <laughs> bull I killed a couple of years ago, I was running at him. Yeah. And then he finally came in. I shot him at 10 yards. Right. So It seems like the more aggressive I get, the more opportunities I get. Yeah. 100%. Rose, the Rosies, you got to be aggressive with them. Right. So. Yeah. I think more opportunities are lost. I know for me personally, speaking from my own experiences, but more opportunities have been lost because I wasn't aggressive enough. Oh, I know. I, I've done the same thing. It took me a while to learn, but I've had bulls right. bugling where you're bugling back and forth, but I was staying put. Yeah. And then nothing thinking, happens thinking that bull's going to come in. <laughs> right. He doesn't come in. Right. And eventually he Walks loses off. interest in you and he just takes off. And exactly. That's the, end of the story. I think that happens a thousand times a season to people. Oh yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably your common, most common mistake right there. Yeah. You need to engage and go forward. Right. Right. For sure. Well, I mean, and there's 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 bugling a lot, and then there's just bugling like a like an elk. Like I've heard bulls just screaming their head off over and over and over and over again, and no one's ever going to tell that bull you're bugling too much. Right. I mean, that, granted, I mean this bull bugled a fair amount, but that bull from a few years ago, the my 2018 bull, man, mm-hmm. that bull, I swear to God, bugled probably 300 times in the three, or maybe even more, probably 300 yeah. times in a day. Yeah. I, mean, I was on him for yep. three days. I mean, yep. he was sounded like a damn Rocky Mountain elk just going bananas. Yeah. I mean, he well, bugled, and I was nervous because I'm like, dude, someone's <laughs> going to hear this thing and going to come over and mess up my hunt, but it never, never happened. Yeah. Well, that, literally, I could I could parody that same thing is uh, that bull we chased over, um, over east with uh, Anthony and Shelby. After four days, he lost his voice. Mm-hmm. He was literally bugling over a hundred times a day, yeah, constantly. Like I said, probably three hundred times a day. It wouldn't even be close to an exaggeration. It would probably be realistic. And after the fourth day, he was bugling, but it was like he lost his voice. Right, it was insane. Yeah, this bull didn't. Um, one one we're talking about from a few years ago, never lost his voice. But 
the bull I killed this year and that bull are, are, are the only two I've heard glunk. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I've heard a few glunk, and it's like, oh, That's pretty sweet. Yeah. You got to be close, number one. But number two, it's like, oh, shit, he's fired up. Yeah. Like, there's got to be a hot cow in here. Yeah. But um, so I guess if, you, if you're finding – if you're not finding the sign, you're not finding the rubs, but you're bugling, at what point do you change areas? Oh, man. If I'm not doing what now? If I'm not finding rubs? If you're not getting into action, you're not finding rubs, you're not finding fresh sign, you're not getting responses, at what point do you change areas? Uh, probably right away. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I, I'll mean, i hunt a certain area for a couple of days, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, this year I probably hunted a certain area more than I should have because I called in that one bull and I spent a lot of time in there trying right. to find him again, but he never did show up. And funny thing is, James and... Caleb are on that herd with a big bull right, right now. So maybe same that bull, bull guy ran out of there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was same herd, different bull. Different bull, yeah. That's what it was. So yeah, that might be the reason why I can never find him again. He might have got his ass kicked. And, <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Just I don't want to focus on an area too long. I mean, you don't want to waste your whole season going after one animal unless it's just some absolute. Something special. Yeah, yeah, absolute something gigantic that you really want to kill. But. Just cover ground. I mean, I'm not too picky. Right. I mean, I would have shot a raghorn this year. We already talked about that. Right. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> going two goose eggs in a row. Right. Like, screw that. <laughs> yeah. Well, out of every day we were in the woods, um, at, at the point that I think you and I were in, it was uh, seven out of nine days we were in elk. Yeah, it was a really good season. Which was super good season, really. Super productive i mean there's only two days this season since me and you kind of you know you're working and i was yeah. going out by myself there's only two days where i didn't have action so it's probably one of the best seasons i've had yeah i mean action wise which sucks man i i seriously wanted to like be there but when when you uh called me and you told me what happened i'm like that's exactly why i wanted to be in the woods with you i was like oh, oh. it been sweet because it was actually open enough where you could have got some sweet film and the sounds you would have captured, the yeah. glunking, the, the screaming, glunking. Oh, yeah. everything, the shot. Sweet. That would have been one of the most epic rosy hunting. I would have choked on the videos. shot if you were there. 20, <laughs> 25 over the back. So you're using Tooth of the Arrow this year? Yeah, I shot the Tooth of the Arrow, the just the standard one inch, yeah. whatever, cut, not the XLs, but the standards. And uh, I was a little bit nervous about those because they're so small, but then I started thinking about it inch by inch. That's two right. inches. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, it's it's got four blades, four and blades. you're cutting a hole. I mean, it, it is punches legit. A, punches a hole. Yeah. We actually the wound when we cut the ribs, um, all the rib meat off. There was actually like a hole, in it, a perfect hole in the rib. Yeah, and then it stopped in the hide on the opposite side. I'm shocked you didn't get a pass through that rib. I think. Yeah, but that, and I'm, I was fairly light. I mean, you're 400 and 480 this year. But how fast are you shooting it? Freaking fast! I don't. Yeah. I never shot through. Uh, what you might call it, but you uh, should shoot your both through a chrono because I bet you're pushing 300. I have to be because I was shooting that 580 grain arrow, according to Tanner at the yeah. shop. Yeah, it was 280 at a 580 <laughs> grain, but I'm also shooting 80 pound limbs, right? Draw length is 31 and a half, right? I bet you're shooting that arrow 300 or more. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm shocked you didn't get a pass through. I am too, but I don't know that like that 580 grain arrow from uh. 2019 that that thing had some momentum yeah i mean that arrow freaking went through my bowl i don't think it hit a rib though so it went through i think it just went right in between the ribs but i found that sucker like 40 yards behind my 
a yeah. bowl buried in the ground. Wasn't that a kudu? That was a kudu point. Yeah. Did Shot you, kudus for years. I forget whether you hit the rib on the opposite side, too. I don't think I did. No. So it was like it's just remember. a straight meat You shot. teed up that one rib perfectly, though. I mean, it, you teed up that one rig, per, oh, yeah. that one rib. I mean, it it smacked and it almost cut the rib in half. Right. But it was there was still bone connecting it. But yeah, I mean, I was shocked because you walked up to it and you said you could see the. Um, it was poking. Point sticking yeah. almost. It wasn't the skin. poke through the flesh, but it was stretched. Yeah. The flesh was stretched out. That's crazy. Almost, I would have. I would have bet money. Would have got a pass through. But shoot, the bull only went how far? It died within a hundred yards. Yeah, and walked. Walked. It didn't run. It walked. <laughs> right. So it, it probably went a little bit further. Yeah. When I came to get you guys, it probably walked a little bit further. Did you range that ball or you just guess it? I ranged where he was going to walk into view. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, then, sick. Then dialed and then wait for him to come in. Yeah, because it was like perfect height and everything. I mean, you're about halfway up halfway up the bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually it's like a third of the way up you want to go, but you I mean you were right there on range. Right. So. Yeah, I just. Yeah. That's a great shot. So typically, I shoot a single pin, so that's what I got to do. Right, and and you went through a bunch of meat, um, off, barely off the scapula. You went through that thick part of the shoulder without hitting bone, like in that pocket. Right. So you went through a lot of stuff to get you get the arrow where it was. But yeah, I'm, I'm still shocked that you didn't uh, that you didn't get a pass through. But do you always leave your arrow in the woods when you're done with it? Twice now. Is that really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, well, if I break it, it stays or it stays in the woods. But that one I brought home uh, from a couple of years ago because it was still intact. Oh, really? So I just I hung it with the horns. Yeah, I bring I bring every time. Well, I dude, I shot that bull three times, I didn't, or I shot at that bull three times. I didn't get one arrow back this year because everyone ended up on. The, I don't know where the hell those arrows went, but I try and keep a arrow from all the kills. Like, yeah, started doing that like four years ago. I should have done that since the beginning. I've been stabbing it into the trees. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'll be back down here one of these days and I can see that. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool just to run across a half a shaft with a broadhead stuck into a tree. Yeah. But, yeah, we put a, we put a uh, troll cam on your bowl and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's already a cougar on it. Yeah. Well, well, there was a cougar on it, but some jackass forgot to turn the camera right? on. Right. So. That would have been a sick photo. Yeah. We hiked back down in there yesterday because my dumb ass forgot to turn the the camera on and the whole kill was uh covered up with uh grass and dirt so mm. a cat's been in there i set up a camera a little bit further down on the the rub line see if uh there's another big bowl in there yeah but i think there is a there giant is. i think there. there's something in there pretty special same here i think there's rubs in there that my bowl is incapable of doing only because of height of height yeah, yeah. i mean like, granted like, yours it looks like a 45 inch main beam bowl all day made those rubs all day because there was maybe it was 50. it was it was well first of all it's got to be a bowl big enough to take on your bowl yeah but with with taller taller horns because there's there's just no way he could reach that high no nah, there's some rubs up there that, on trees that are sturdy too right he, not ones that you're bending over and getting over at you all. know 12 feet worth of right rub but yeah, I don't know, man. I I'm uh, I'm excited to see if anybody else can get one down. And and we got this cold front moving in. Yeah, we're supposed to get one heck of a storm moving in Saturday, Friday, and Saturday. I personally haven't done hardly any good during the rain. I I've killed two bulls in the rain, but it's not like a rainstorm. It's kind of like a, a drizzle. drizzle. Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. But like, 
a legit rainstorm, I've never done any no, good bow hunting. I've had bulls bugling at me, and then it pisses, and they go quiet. Yeah, they shut up on it. And, and they're fired up bulls. Yeah. Like, not just a, you know, kind of like a locate back, like, hey, I'm over yeah. here. No, I've had bulls fired up where we're going at them, and then it starts pissing rain, and they, they just shut up. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I will say. They can't smell you as good, so they get. That may, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what it is. It's they can't smell as good, so they get nervous. Maybe that could be it. I don't know. I mean, I, it, usually a few days after the rain, though, it picks up like crazy. Mm-hmm. So, be in the woods, guys. You can't see cool shit if you're not always in the woods. I mean, there's there's been a bunch of instances this year. I've heard of guys that like, man, I, what was that that you couldn't believe you saw something? Um, and I'm like, well, you wouldn't have seen that unless unless you weren't in the woods every day. It was, uh, I think it was that bull that was out in the middle of the unit, that big bull. And I'm like, well, you're out in the woods oh, every yeah. day. Of course you saw something. I never see bulls in clear cuts. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I don't hunt clear cuts typically, but I saw a bull in it, that bull I called in in that unit. That never happens to me. Yeah. A bull of that size, at least. Yeah. Pretty so crazy. Like, That's pretty sweet. Well, there's some big bulls killed in units this year, though. Yeah. Well, shit. Look at the one James and Caleb are out yeah, there right now. Yeah. That's a big bull. In a unit yeah. all morning. That's crazy. With his cows just chilling. I don't know. I might have tried to. I you know I I don't know where it was, but I might have tried to stalk on that thing if it was in the right spot. I might have too. Yeah, and then if I didn't if I didn't have what it what I needed, I would have just waited for them to bed. Mm-hmm. You can make at least make a play. Well, I know where that bowl is. Um, man, you would think you would be able to stalk in on them. Yeah, we'll see. Then hopefully they get it done. Yeah, I'll go up there in my wheelchair and <laughs> put a ham on my back and wheel myself out of there. Yeah. All right, man. Well, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this in one up? Mm, no. Any words of wisdom? or? I can't think of anything. Yeah. Uh, I need to make you a shirt for like Beanie Brad or, Beanie Brad. or the Beanie Hunter. The Beanie. <laughs> the be- <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, you're going to like, you already are known for your Beanie, but I think you're going to become more well known for your Beanie. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, especially with you tagging me and stuff, I've been getting like all these followers now. <laughs> it's funny. Every time you tag me in something, I get like 15 new followers. That's crazy. Yeah. Because I've been tagging you for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you better watch out. You're going to become an Instagrammer, influencer, YouTuber guy. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> I can't talk. I, I'm, this, this is hard enough right here. Yeah. You're doing good at that. You're doing good this episode. Doing better. Eventually, we're going to make you into a personality Instagrammer influencer guy. I couldn't do that. And then you'll have to give me followers. <laughs> It'll be big. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, man. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Appreciate you for coming on. And uh, if you guys have any desire to get a hold of Brad on Instagram, it's Coast Cade Hunter uh, with some underscores in there, right? I have no idea. Um, Coast Cade Hunter. Brad Powell. You can find him on there. Type in his name. Follow him. Um, guy post, with, the guy with the beanie. Guy with the beanie. Yeah, you'll see him. Guy with the beanie. Posts a lot of cool shit. Kills a lot of big bulls. And um, yeah, appreciate you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next one. All right, guys, that's this episode of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't yet, yet, leave a five star review if we earned it if we didn't earn it leave us a one star but let me know why in the comments when you leave the review um if we left a five star review let me know why what did you like what did you not like you know just this 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 show isn't for me it's for you and if you guys want to give feedback you can help steer the direction of the show and i appreciate if you do that 
through the comment section when you leave a review leave a comment on iTunes and that's really the best way to do it if not just email me GarrettWeaverHunts at gmail.com or you can let message me on Instagram I'm super reachable I try and get back to people as fast as I can about 99% of the time I do and uh, outside of that yeah appreciate you guys for listening and as always I will see you on the next one bye